This podcast may contain adult language and adult conversations, so viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking Dirty. I am the host, as always, Thomas Bowman, and today I have a very special guest to me. He fills my ear holes. Oh, he's one of the few people in this podcast that fill my ear holes every week. From One Piece with a Lime, none other than Brendan. Hey, it's a me. It's the bread boy, otherwise known as Brendan. How's it going, man? Oh, it is great. <laughs> I am honored to have you on my podcast podcast wow. wow honored is a strong term uh i think that we can all just sort of relax we are all an even playing field as far as i know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about even but you know i have a question to ask um oh really oh okay well see every time i hit that record button sure. i get nervous does right. that happen to you every single time yeah I, I, you know, I've done theater, I've done streaming, I've done podcasting, I've gone in state mm -hmm. in front of people and talked, but it just seems like every time I hit the record button to do a podcast, like the stage fright hits me. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I too did a lot of theater back in my day and I find, especially when listening back on a lot of our episodes, public speaking is definitely an art form and there's a cadence and a structure when you're coming up with like a long overstanding thought or whatever. I find that my biggest fallback and drawbacks are that I tend to stutter every once in a while. And at the end of the day, you, you kind of just have to embrace that you have certain quirks when you lead a conversation. But I think oh, yeah. it's really important to kind of, in my line or in my experience, I should say, uh, try really hard to maybe when you hear back some of your content, when you listen to back, back to your cadence and whatnot, try to like make better steps towards making a more well-rounded thought. I mean, myself, I, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I find that I also make a lot of run-on sentences. I'm literally doing one right now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, sometimes it that can be good content. What do you think? It's great content. So the one thing I learned about myself in general uh, from doing podcast is I have a tick that I never mm -hmm. knew I had. Sure. And it's like this, like, like a, <clears throat> a clear throat and a sniffle. Yep. And I know what that's like. A consistent thing. And I never knew, like I never knew it existed until I started doing podcasting and I heard it for the first time. And I'm like, that must be a nervous thing. And my wife's like, yeah, no, you do that all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, Really? <laughs> That is that is a shock. And so for the longest time, I was so fixated on it when I did like recording right. and stuff. And I was like, OK, I can't do it. And then I would start to like hold my breath and then I would start just like not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I put yep, myself yep. down a spiral. It you was know, great. I, I think a lot of podcasts talk about it. It's been talked 30 different ways under the sun. The first time you hear your own voice back in your own content is a very uh, weird and bizarre experience, I would say. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think once you get used to it, that's that tends to be, you know, pretty low hanging fruit. What I find is, in addition to my stuttering, I also to this day, I still can't stand my laugh. I feel so bad for people that have to listen to me laugh sometimes. Oh, it's great, though. Like, it's not a bad laugh. I've heard some bad laughs. That's that yeah. is not a bad laugh. 
it, it, it can be a bit much, you know. I think some of those boisterous personalities need to get them get themselves in check once in a while, myself included. We try. We definitely try. At, at the at the end of the day, I think what's most important when you make you know content like this and these podcasts, as long as the people enjoy listening, their ears are the number one priority. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of podcasts, you are yes, one sir. of the five to six members. Yes. Of One Piece with Alignment. That's depending if you want to include Jordy and Dylan the hamster. Um, <laughs> because, you know, we never hear from Dylan. And Jordy, he just pops in like once every five to six episodes. Yeah. So I will say, so back back to, you know, who I am uh, and what casts we have. So my name is Brendan. We do have a, a One Piece podcast called One Piece with a Lime. Uh, we also have another podcast called Panda View, where we do a bunch of like either movies or show recaps or just free talk, whatever we feel like. And our main podcast, One Piece with a Lime, is definitely our uh, our golden child, which, you know, it's golden child's probably a strong term. But uh, I'd but say yeah. it's a golden child. My myself, uh, Jordy, who is our editor, uh, ha- uh, also Dylan, who is our hamster. Christian, who is our resident new watcher, as well as Devin, uh, and then also Justin, who has seen the series as much as I have, I have, and as much as Jordy has. Um, and between, yeah, the six of us, we make a podcast together. And uh, Dylan the Hamster is our editor, yes. Yes, and it, he is definitely not Jordy in disguise. No, not at all. never, never. I I've seen them both in the same room, so it it's not possible. Yep. No, I, I, we feed Dylan every night uh, a very steady diet of uh, carrots. And the one time that we deviated from that, he went berserk. So we know never to do that again. Yeah, no, hamsters are very particular in their diet. Uh, I have a hamster <laughs> and she refuses to eat tiny foods. Wait, you actually have a hamster? Oh, no, yeah, this is I, wild. I legit What's have a hamster. What's name? Uh, Myrtle. Named after Aww. Weeping Myrtle from Harry Potter because... When I got her from the pet store, she was just crying and crying and crying the whole time. They were actually getting annoyed with her. Aw, poor Myrtle. But she is actually one of the best hamsters I've ever owned. So that is adorable. Do you, do you uh do you let her like chill around and roll around your house in like a ball and whatnot? Yes, I've always thought that was. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Okay. Here's actually here's a good hamster story. So Let's we got go. this little. I love, I love stories. Uh, you know, pen for, and it's got like these little tubes that you you know she can climb around through. Well, one night. Uh, she had broke out. Uh huh. She it wasn't. I I just got done cleaning her cage, and uh, I guess I didn't put the tube in properly, so she broke out of it. Stormed oh, the house boy. for hours, couldn't find her. Oh no! <laughs> I was freaking out. I didn't even want to go to bed that night, so I put the thing yeah. down for her and everything. And then uh, you know, morning she wasn't there, wasn't in the thing. So I just went to work, all sad, depressed came home she was in there so i was super excited like yes but i'm like where did she go wait so she wait she jumped out of the ball and then went back in the no, ball no, she I jumped think... out of her cage which is on a dresser okay and Got it. disappeared <laughs> oh no but then she jumped back in the cage well i put the cage on the ground ah uh, and she so she got uh... back into the cage and so months later i'm cleaning my room i was rearranging sort of moving my desk around and I had moved this old bookshelf I had. And, you know, right. it was sort of old, so it's falling apart. She made her way under that bookshelf, dug a hole in the carpet, and nested underneath that bookshelf. <laughs> so now there's Aww. this little hamster-shaped hole in my carpet. 
<laughs> oh, that's actually so good, though. It's, it's a great story. <laughs> that's honestly fantastic. You know, I've I've never had a like small pets. Uh, Christian on the cast, he has a he has a pet. Um, I'm gonna get it wrong. I be, I believe bearded dragon. Don't hate me, Christian, if you're listening to this. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't don't hate. Me. I know his name. His name's Rorschach. Can I say that? I think I can say that. I think he's already said it on cast. So who cares? But uh, I've mostly been a dog person growing up, and I don't have a dog presently. But we, I do have a family dog whenever I go visit my uh, my parents and what have you. But uh, it would definitely be a challenge, and I I know for a fact that I would get real anxious if for even a moment like if i had like a snake or a hamster if i lost sight of it i wouldn't forgive myself guaranteed yeah, it was... power to you for having the the fortitude to be able to handle that kind of responsibility oh no i, I was so depressed at work <laughs> over <laughs> I, I i'm just a sucker for the cute little hamsters dude i don't know they're just yeah. so cute that you know i i can't be the dylan watcher uh anytime i watch dylan something happens you know <laughs> but yeah so you do podcasts um Yes, I uh, we have a couple of different podcasts. Uh, we've also been doing it for uh, you know maybe like two, three years now. Three years. It's we've done our podcast for three years now. My God, we first started back in uh, late pandemic. Oh, no, 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 early pandemic. Yes, I believe yeah. the the first recording was at the tail end of February 2020? 2019, 2020. That sounds whatever about amounts right. to three years. Yeah, I, I jumped in listening um, probably around the end of 2020 to the beginning of 2021. It was on my winter break, so it was somewhere in that sort of phase. Yeah, what uh, what episode did you like sort of start jumping in on? Were we already past like the Grand Line or something like that? I, well, I, I just went started from the beginning. Oh, you found us and actually started at the beginning. Wow, you're, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. you're a stand. Well, so here's you, the thing. I, um, at the time, I was thinking of making my own One Piece podcast. Ah, yes. The issue is, I don't have friends. (laughs) Yo, neither do I. I barely have friends. So I was like, I really don't, you know, I'm not good. I'm good at talking, but I'm not good at talking to myself. That's why I can't be a streamer. Like, I've tried streaming. I am not good at talking to myself. So Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. I did a couple episode reviews, and I'm like, I can't do this. I just need to find a podcast to, like, ease my pain. And after a few, I stumbled upon your guys's, and I was just hooked nice we love to see it i actually have a lot of respect for people that can do like those diary podcasts because i i don't know if i can be i like talking to myself out loud i don't know if i like talking to myself and having it be on recording for people to enjoy on the side oh (laughs) for sure you know that that panda view justin did by himself like hats off to him i know it was like a sad boy thing but hats off to him that took a lot of balls we we all plan on doing a standalone episode on our Panda View at some point, but like myself, I have not decided how I want that conversation to go, uh, nor do I do I know what structure I want. So it's hard it, to I figure... can't even come up with. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I'm thinking it's it's hard to figure out like, you know, when you're talking with someone, it's easy because you can just bounce back and forth right. off ideas. When you're doing something yourself, you have to like fill in the time frame by yourself. Find something that you think is going to engage people or something that you want to talk about. And it's it's really tough. When you're with other people, there's like there's chemistry, there's topics, you know, you can kind of have like a discourse when it's just you and you answer yourself. You have to like guess what like a hot take would be and maybe almost counter your own thought. I don't know. It's a very challenging uh, prospect if you try to make it actually engaging and actually nuanced in any real capacity. That's yeah. my personal uh, opinion on it anyway. But 
So one thing I've noted, like I really enjoy on your guys's podcast, is some of those little segments. And yeah, I'm gonna be a little risky, and I hope you guys don't sue me. But uh, we're doing oh. some Brendan trivia. Wait a minute, you're bum, doing bum, Bre- wait a minute, wait, 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 you're doing a grab bag at the at the start of an episode. What yes. are you doing? Because well, actually, that's a good way to avoid copyright. Now that I think about it, exactly. See, and I'm not even <laughs> doing the same show. So, right, your last yeah, episode. Uh-huh. or one of the last episodes you guys did the one that got cut off because somebody didn't record their audio and i feel i have a feeling i know who that was yeah we don't we don't need to we don't need to get and into I, that <laughs> but you guys were talking about inuyasha yes wait a, no you didn't i was trying oh. to find some really good questions it was really hard to find this because like i watched inuyasha like a bazillion years ago so i don't know anything can I can I inform your listeners what uh what the context of this is? Yes, um, yes, go ahead. So, it, at the at the tail end of one of our episodes, I had mentioned uh well not the tail end in the middle of one of our episodes, I had mentioned that I desire to be a part of an Inuyasha trivia only in like a, a very like surface level capacity. I'm a I'm a millennial. I'm uh, crossing the age of thirty soon, so I don't know what uh the primary audience is for your podcast but for ours it tends to be roughly in like the 24 to 34 range i've seen inuyasha i grew up on toonami back in the day and i know i've seen it all but i don't remember that much so in the cast i was like yeah we should do some trivia and see if i got it so you are already making my dreams come true with it. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm on the same boat. i appreciate you like i watched all of inuyasha but i don't i mean i'm looking at like the character list and i'm like who are these people who the hell are any of these people? Yeah. I remember I remember Inuyasha, and I definitely remember his brother. So if that's one of the questions, I got it. <laughs> All right, well, I picked some easy ones, I feel. so. Okay. First question. This is to ease you in. Who is the main character of Inuyasha? Uh, female or male protag? Male. I feel like this is a trick question. Male? male? Okay, Inuyasha. Yeah, correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> we did it! We did Who it. is the main villain? Um, okay, so can I, can I ask a question? Yes. The the main villain of the front half or the back half or or like the overall main villain or? I have no idea. I just Googled main villain. So. All right. Well, (laughs) I would say that the main villain doesn't become like known until a certain point in the series. I'm going to go with Naraku though. That is who it was. When I Googled main villain, that's the main villain. Now we're talking! Yeah! <laughs> All right, this one's going to be a little tough. Oh, boy. What is the name of the little cat creature that uh, joins the gang? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, isn't, isn't it like Chilala or something oh, like so that? So close. No! What is it? Karara or something. It's K-I-R-A... K-I-R-A-R-A. It's Ki-la-la. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, okay, so... You were close. You were were super close. I will say that the... And this is the same problem in, like, a lot of dubbed anime. So whenever you see names that have, like, Raz uh, or Laz or something like that, a lot of the time those names can be interchanged because of the way that the Japanese intent... Sorry, intended the pronunciation to be. So I think Kirara is the actual like written name and in the dub they might have named her kilala but i could be a dirty well, yeah, liar like but kilala the, um, really in like the pronunciation it says uh, kalala 
Oh, yeah. See, there you go. I, so I still, I got to take you were, that. You were that super L, close. I'll, uh, I'll give you half a point. No, no. I got to take You were L, so man. close. You had, you were on the right track. I'm in, I got to, no, dude, you got to take the L's. Okay. When you're in placements, you don't get a tie in the middle of placements. You right, either get a W right. or you get an L. So you're at two of three and I have one more question. All right, let's go, baby. Who is the best character from Inuyasha? I mean, I think that everyone's going to say Shishomaru. People really like Shishomaru. They, th whenever anyone talks about Inuyasha, they think of Shishomaru like they think of Itachi from Naruto. He's just the cool older brother. I don't if I believe in that. I kind of really like Sango myself. I think that the giant boomerang is pretty sick. <laughs> that is a dope one, yes. I was going to say Shippo because it's just the cute little orphan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that's totally fair. I mean, there's there's no right an or right, wrong answer here. So Going for the chopper energy, I see. You know, sometimes you just got to. So, hey, three of four. Good job. Congratulations. You will have uh, your, well, oh, your so, prize wait, did, will did be... Did we give me the last one? Did we give me the last one? That was the last one. <laughs> but did I get it? What was your, what was the actual answer? Whatever was it you wanted. Or it was whatever oh, okay. <laughs> so you just gave me a buy? You know what? I'll take it. Thank you. Hey, three out of four, man. Good job. Uh, your reward will be shipped in the mail um, in the next 10 to 12 years. Yeah, thanks, Thomas. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you know, let's get back on track. Uh, podcasting. Yes. What brought you guys into podcasting? So I think, and I, I mean, I, maybe you have a similar background, a similar story. Honestly, what brought us to podcasting was just a desire to uh, waste time, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, we originally uh, made the One Piece podcast. We talked about it in jest for a long time. I want to say the first time that that idea sort of manifested was maybe back in like 2017. I think okay. the uh it, for for people that, you know, do watch the dub, I'm a huge fan of any dubbed anime in general. I know that there's, you know, it tends to be a big, you know, uh, whatever back and forth between dub and sub, but mm -hmm. I only like the dub because I really respect the voice acting community and what, you know, that industry has brought to my viewing pleasure. Like, I have a huge respect for Toonami and whatnot. So I keep up with the One Piece dub. And I think back when they had just got done releasing Fishman Island, uh, we had first talked about it. I don't remember who brought it up first, um, but we jokingly said we were going to start a podcast. Cut to late 2019, and Jordy said something in the chat about us watching it together, but only just watching it together, just for fun. Had okay. nothing to do with podcasting. And of course, Christian on the side, remembering our other discussion from like two years ago was like, you really trying to start this podcast, huh? And before we knew it, we had like messages of, on messages back and forth about how we're going to start this podcast. And then Jordy comes back to the chat a hundred messages later and goes, I literally never said anything about a podcast. I just wanted <laughs> to watch some damn anime with you idiots. <laughs> that is awesome. So after that, it was history. We, uh, I love One Piece. It is my favorite anime. I feel like by proxy, there are bits and pieces of other animes or even themes from other shows that I find to be more compelling, more well-rounded, just by the sheer scope of One Piece, depending on how much investment you're willing to put in. I do think that it is a hefty commitment. Don't oh, get it, me wrong. It's a huge commitment. But I think in terms of highs and lows... I just, something about One Piece just keeps bringing me back. There's nothing that I can, you know, make a list of dumb episodes to rewatch and have a great time doing it every single time like One Piece. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I, I'd always, but if someone asked me, 
what my favorite anime is. Like, hands down, it's going to be One Piece. But, like, there are other, like, other, like, it's not, like, okay, it is my favorite anime, but it's not, if that makes sense. Like, overall, no, I'd put it as my page. favorite anime. It, like, if you're in a vacuum, you you ask me the question, what is your favorite? I guess I gotta put One Piece, but it's, like, it's such a, it's almost like you're strong-arming the point. Like, there's a lot to ha- to handle and a lot to have in other shows, but the franchise of One Piece just has so much to offer within the medium that it has that I always just keep coming back to it. Yeah, no, exactly. And, like, I'd say currently, like, right now, my favorite anime is Tokyo Revengers, but overall Ooh. my favorite anime one piece i gotta i gotta check out this tokyo avengers i think i think we talked about it before what's that show about uh so they just released season two it's on hulu there's you can find it on other sites the sub is horrible like it doesn't match and i hate it oh really oh um, no <laughs> i was so nervous because season one i watched it it was great and then like i saw that disney was buying it and I'm okay like, oh gosh that 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 can be scary Sure. But they kept they kept the same team, so they didn't change like the team. So it's not really Disney making it; they just own it. Right? They so just like, own the distribution rights. Yeah, which it, it scared me for a second. To, it's going to be on Disney Plus as opposed to Hulu or whatever. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. They have it on Hulu. Which Hulu and Disney are the same thing essentially at this point. I All think. right. Well, I think I think Hulu. I think Disney's a majority shareholder of Hulu, but Hulu is yeah. that weird one that's kind of owned by. A, a couple of different uh parties but yeah it's, it's all fucking cluster oh it is it is but yeah so season two just released or it's releasing on hulu uh-huh and i i just stumbled upon this one i was just like browsing a thing and i was like huh what's this let me watch it and so it's about this kid or this guy he goes he's able to go back and forth through time and he's trying to stop um this gang from killing his like middle school lover that sounds very reminiscent of Erased. And I it, love Erased. It's very, <laughs> like, like uh, Tokyo-style, you know, Japanese-style gang. Because it's all a bunch okay. of, like, the street thugs. And is this, biker is this gangs. something new? Is this something old? Yes, like, it's newer. Uh... It's newer. Oh, it's a newer show. Okay. Wow, I'm surprised I've never even heard of it. I would suggest, like, anyone to just give it a shot. Um, I would say it's got one of my favorite intro songs. Okay. Yeah, so like I said, that would, that would be my favorite anime currently. Um, but One Piece overall. Yeah, I feel that. I think that my my tastes evolve over time, but nothing can withstand the test of time quite like One Piece. But uh, and then our other podcast being Panda View uh, is just essentially like a free talk. We kind of do whatever. And uh, you know what what brought me here is uh, it sounds like you being a fan, you reached out to us, right? And yes. I'm happy to come out here. Uh, you actually or- originally asked if we wanted to join your uh, anime one, and it sounds like you had already talked. Did, did you talk with Justin about that? Uh, we actually talked yesterday, and we got that set up. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's going to be way better to talk about anime than me. He's actually I... really interested in this one. Really? Yeah, he's, oh. he, he's like, I, I can't wait for that first. He's like, I like the concept you're going for with this one. I can't wait to see how this these uh, this podcast turns out. He's like, well, I'm like, hey, I mean, I, like I told him, I don't want to cross any lines, and yeah, but you're not gonna cross any line. Should do it if you if, if you he like wants us to enough, jump on invite here. Invite him over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, my I, uh, I know you know majority was sort of sort of putting every everyone in this place, but like you know, like I said no. I don't want to cross any lines. But I mean, it's the same with you. If you decide you want to watch a new anime, you're more than welcome to jump in on my other one too. Now, full full disclosure to to you, and you know, I uh, you you seem like a, a great host and a, a really cool person. Myself, I just don't follow enough anime anymore. 
which I guess maybe might play to, to your uh, brand on your other podcast a little bit better. What, uh, what was the name again? Is it From Friend to Weeb, was yes, it? Yes, From Friend to Weeb. It sounds like, if anything, I should be on that one since I don't watch as much as I it used to It is sort anymore. of the concept, right? Like, it's really yeah. just about showing people. So from, 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 uh, from Friend to Weeb started from the fact that, like, I first off, I don't have any friends that really want to commit to podcasting. Right. Besides the one that just want to hang, come hang out and just get drunk the whole time, which is, eh. Um, it's honestly a miracle that the five of us on on average can commit to one weekly slot <laughs> it is it's difficult um but something i'm like okay well i want to find some people to talk about anime with and then it's like well i have no one that watches the anime or watches anime at all so i'm like well why don't i force people to do a podcast and watch an anime yeah <laughs> and so my dreams just come true you know i think it's a really good premise I, uh, I, whew, but doing that weekly, that's a lot of series to keep up on. So do you do, I noticed, uh, when I listen to a couple episodes, do you tend to do, do you ever do the full series or do you only do a few so, episodes at a time? My release dates currently are once a month. I got, okay. Gotcha. I had an issue getting, uh, guests on. So I limit it to once a month. My plan is to get like a backlog and then jump into more like bi-weekly. Okay. I get you. Um, but so what I do, and it took me a little while to figure out my uh, my rhythm, I guess, with the podcast. So I invite a person on. We watch the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. If they like the show and they want to finish it, once they're done, they can come back on and we will do a recap of the whole first season. Get Gotcha. Gotcha. And then it's so like my first guest, we watched My Hero. He enjoyed yes. it. So we, he came back on. We did a season one recap. And then we did a season two recap. And we were supposed to keep going, but he kept watching faster than we could schedule. So, like, uh, when we were trying classic, to get... Classic mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were trying to get the schedule, the season three podcast going, and he was already on season four. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now we're <laughs> going to get stuff mixed. Our uh, our previous member, uh, Starlone, also known as Simi, um, he he had that problem. <laughs> he, would, uh, he would regularly fast forward and watch through a bunch of episodes, even though we would beg him to, like, relax. I remember at one point... We were getting done with Alabasta. Oh, sorry. Spoilers for One Piece. Uh, <laughs> we were getting to the end of Alabasta, and I we, we talked about, I, I, you know, like what we were going to do because we were going into like Skypea. You know, like what's our episode schedule going to look like? We were thinking about special spoiler casts. And then Sydney was like, well, I, I'm already like uh, halfway through Skypea, and I was planning on getting to Water 7 before like the end of the week. And wow. then we were like, Simi, stop. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Wow. He's like, what? Why can't I just watch the anime? I'm like, because try to talk about it <laughs> Man, he was flying through it dude he was uh he was a beast he was a gotcha game playing and you know anime watching fool we love that guy <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah no i think your formula though uh is super fun super engaging i'm really looking forward to listening to a couple more episodes obviously i didn't uh, well not obviously i i didn't uh see your cast until after you had reached out to us and uh since reaching out to us i've listened to like your last three episodes and they seem really fun really engaging uh, the, the third one the la- the third one before uh, i'm so mad about that recording because why yeah, well about halfway through the end of it something happened and my mic switched yeah i don't know what like, i did you know. so i we lost like my last half of the audio and it was just like oh no 
It's okay. You know, I, you know, on our cast, we've gone through so many intervals of scuffed recording. You know, at one point we used to all record through Discord and we would all have like our headsets for video gaming, terrible mics. I think until we get mostly through Alabasta, which is like episode 130, we have garbage audio quality. And I, I, <laughs> I, I salute anyone who can handle or muster most of our content all the way through to episode 130. You oh, people are champs. Great. You included. You're a champion. Because I don't. Out of all the episodes I go back to re-listen to on our on our cast, I I don't think I ever go further than like 120. <laughs> well, so we're going on about podcasts for a little bit. I, mean, I want to break this up because, you know, I know we had a few things we wanted to discuss. I mean, I, I could sit here and talk about podcasts and One Piece and anime oh, for, yeah, totally, for hours. Totally. Um, but you mentioned you want to sort of get into some of your personal history. Yeah, sure. I mean, so I, let's, uh, let's go I, ahead and dig into that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I figure you're, uh, th this this platform is meant to be to bring on, you know, interesting people. And I suppose the most the most I can provide to be interesting is to talk about myself. And, and that's then hope, what we're here for. Hope that we have united traits. <laughs> that's what we're here for. See, I'm the type of person I tend to find something to relate with with just about everybody. Yeah, I'm a very. You know, that's actually person. that's a critical skill. You should be really proud of if you're able to like you know constantly hold on to that sort of mindset. Being able to like have the chemistry to relate to other people that you're talking to, especially complete strangers. That's a that's a very yeah. intense skill to 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 harness well see i'm only good at it when it's online nope i'm not yeah. gonna do it in person i'm not talking to people i you know i always find that i'm so much better in person than i am on the cast but you know at this point for the most part i've gotten so much practice that I, you you like to hope that it comes relatively nat like naturally until you listen to yourself back and you realize you've been stuttering the same word for like <laughs> the last 20 minutes i get that so <laughs> i'll catch myself just doing it i'm like uh oh, oh no 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 stop take a breather okay yeah get yeah, the word yeah. out but now see i i just grew up on online gaming so that's where i have more online gaming friends than i do real life friends okay i get you because it's just it was easier because then I don't you know, have to like point, human. I just I just can't even like play a game that requires comms anymore. You know, I used to be a big Destiny player, so I would always be you know playing the raids and doing my callouts. Like, hey, I got I'm Titan. I got Bubble in center when we're doing King's Fall raid or whatever the hell. In fact, I haven't played Destiny in so long. I'm pretty sure the last time I was current. Destiny 2 had just dropped. I know that like the Leviathan raid was big. We didn't play long enough for that to become like a heavy hitter for me. I must have played through the raids in Destiny 1 several hundred times, but Destiny 2 I pretty much fall off fell off completely. Now I only game for me. <laughs> yeah. I've become more of a just solo player because I just don't have the patience for raids and dungeons and yeah. buying a new game every week absolutely <laughs> like when i when i sit down and have a podcast go and listen to music or dare i say play a video game i want it to be me time and yeah. i don't want anyone to ruin that for me <laughs> i feel yeah i feel i mean it's fun to have some fun you know gaming with people uh there's some really cool games out there for like party type things like uh the jackbox games those are always a good laugh uh, yeah um i mean if you try golf with friends that is that can be very frustrating and make you want to just rage quit and smash your computer screen mm -hmm, but you come mm -hmm. back to it but yeah what's like, uh what are your favorite games right now out of curiosity oh 
So my all-time favorite game is going to be Final Fantasy VII. Like, that is to my group. Wow. Oh, we're going straight into our favorite games. I'm just saying, Whoa. what are you, what are you oh, playing we'll right, right now, now, my right guy? Now. What am I playing <laughs> right now? So I get in and out of these kicks of, like, Minecraft and simulator games. Honestly, I, I respect that. Currently in my rotation, I usually have about four games in rotation. Like, okay. main games. So right now, it's Minecraft, Farming Simulator 2022. Okay. <laughs> uh okay <laughs> one piece odyssey i picked that oh, up. okay yeah yeah yeah. the the odyssey game uh-huh and graveyard keeper graveyard key is that another is that a simulator where you're just sort like of? a gravekeeper i guess essentially okay, gotcha. essentially there's a crazy story with it but essentially yeah you just it it's a weird game to explain i would say i hear you i mean that sounds like a fun time though if i'm gonna be honest <laughs> yeah you know I've gone through plenty of Minecraft kicks over the years. I haven't found one in recent memory, but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. <laughs> well, see, it's one of those things, like, I'll just be going down those YouTube rabbit holes, and I'll see, like, this, oh, 1,000 people surviving in this apocalypse Minecraft world. The next thing you know, Minecraft's up on my screen. Like, wait, how did you get here? Dude, I I go through, at one point I was going through a phase where I was obsessed with the skyblock trend. Oh my oh, god, man. I just, I am, I am fascinated by the idea that you only have like 30 blocks to your name. Okay, now make it become extremely habitable or whatever and come up with like really creative ways to expand your world, create cobblestone generators. The idea of, I guess, survival, but you're left with the most minimal amount of resources is a very fun thing for me personally. Oh, yeah. I find that to be very engaging content. And that's one of those things that makes Minecraft Minecraft. Like it's, I feel like if there's any game that is like the best game of all time, it would probably be Minecraft. It's definitely one of the most well-rounded for sure. There, there's no question in terms of well-rounded gameplay to fun factor. Minecraft is cream of the crop. I mean, it's used in, like, schools and classes. Mm -hmm. um, it can teach you coding and stuff. Like, there's a guy who made playable Doom in Minecraft. Dude, I love all of these damn redstone generators and all these redstone it's crazy circuits what in they Minecraft. Can do with it. They're wild. I remember there was, like, a, a really cool video of a guy who made a functioning computer. Not just, not just Doom, but he went out of his way to build a functioning computer and showed all of the components and all the steps necessary to simulate RAM, and his fucking computer ran like it was uh, it was uh, on Windows ninety five. It could go to the internet and everything. I was I was beside myself. It was wild to me that yeah. you could have that much freedom in such a niche medium. I suppose it just like makes you wonder. Like, did that guy just know how to do this stuff? Was it just out over years of practice? Right. Was there like a degree involved that like gave him the knowledge to? How do you, how do you just that? have a bunch of red powder and a few switches and it magically turns into a functioning circuit? How, right. how, do these, how does this work? <laughs> In a game where I can hardly take my wooden sword and kill a skeleton, this dude made a computer. Facts. And I'm just like, this is wild to me. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. The intrigue factor with a game like that is pretty high. I, oh, yeah. uh, I find myself playing, uh, you know, I, I don't play too many party games. Uh, I still haven't gotten back on my Minecraft kick. But I'd say most recently I picked up and played through Horizon Forbidden West, got the new Ooh. God of War, and I just finished uh, because it was free on PlayStation. Uh, what's that game called? It's like Jedi Fallen Order or something? Oh, like yeah. That. I played through uh, Fallen Order and I was like, you know, this game 
kind of went hard. It was not bad. I, I haven't played the new God of War, and I haven't played the new Horizon, but the originals of those two were both amazing. Dude, I, I loved them both. I mean, I could spend an hour giving you a review, but my, my soft <laughs> review is Horizon. Unfortunately, I have a lot of thoughts on and I don't feel like it made the mark in terms of like a sequel that expanded on its original counterpart. Yeah, that's I think what I've a, heard. It's a minor step backwards, in my personal opinion. Um, it's still a great game, still a very fun time. It just didn't hit like the first one did. You know what I mean? I'd say like oh, the yeah. first one's an eight out of ten. This one's closer to like a six and a half out of ten, if I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah. uh, but the new God of War is it it mwah, perfect. I, I have zero complaints about the new God of War. <laughs> if it's anything like the first, it's going to be an easy 10 out of 10. I, I unironically put it in masterpiece level. I loved every goddamn minute of it. It was perfect. So Fantastic. It can't recommend it enough. You're not sitting there playing Elden Ring like the rest of them? I mean, I did play through Elden Ring, but that was like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I played through Elden Ring... Yeah, I think like when it first came out, I bought it on uh, on release, and you know, I really, really liked Elden Ring. I put like 140 hours into it. I platinumed the game twice, in fact. Uh, originally, wow. when the game came out uh, for PlayStation, I, I I tend to play more console than I do PC. I just don't have a good PC to like run games, and honestly, I find that in my uh, I, I guess weak experience with trying to maintain healthy habits, it's easier to pick up and put down a game that's on console than it is to pick up and put down a game that's on your pc i feel like you almost create semi-worse habits when you become more accustomed to pc gaming that is a personal take uh, that's as, interesting as not that is not a that is not to discuss with or to say that anyone who plays pc games is unhealthy by any standards for me personally i find that i i have a challenge uh creating healthy i get boundaries with gaming when it when it's on my PC, that is, that is a personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, but so I stick to console gaming. So I have a PlayStation five. I got the PlayStation four version of Elden ring because at the time, the best version to get was the PlayStation four version. So this was a fun fact when it released, you can always upgrade your PS four version to the PS five version for free, but you can't get the PS five version and then simultaneously download the ps4 version if that makes sense yeah no, so you can you can only you can only buy the ps4 version and then you get a free access to the ps5 ver version so i played through ps4 because it had a smoother frame rate even though the resolution was a little bit worse so like the i think the resolution was locked at 1080 instead of uh 2160 or whatever they pretend 4k is these days uh I think it was locked in at uh, 18 8, or 1080 instead of the 1440, 2160. And, but the frame rate was locked at 60 frames. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. That's all I want anyway. Uh, I would rather a smoother frame rate than resolution. But I didn't know it had those issues. Like, they were the, oh, dude, or, the, PS5, the PS4 version was better than the PS5 because you would think PS5 version is going to be way better. Newer system, newer, newer, you know. When I, when I looked into the, into the issue, it became a matter of optimization. So the PS4 version was never designed to display 4K and 60 frames at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's only ever going to give you 4K or 60 frames. So the optimization factor in there, when you go into, this is actually a fun fact about anytime you're on console and you want to go to either uh, performance mode or resolution mode, 
always go for performance because if you have a 4K TV, your native resolution is always going to push upward whenever it can. If you have uh, resources available while you are locked at like a 60 frame a second picture, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah so, that, makes, that makes sense. Even though the resolution, you would think, oh, it's going to lock me at 4K uh, and then my frame rate's going to be locked at 30 frames. On average, if you pick the performance mode, as long as you have available resources, it's still going to push you up to 4K anyway, and it'll just lock you at 60 frames. So huh. always use performance mode. Uh, my recommendation for any console gamers there out there. Go. Performance mode it is. But when you got to the PS5 version, the, the, op the optimization just, it planned for 4K. And when you ran it in performance mode, it tried to lock that 4K in at 60 frames. And there was just a little bit of disconnect with the way the console optimized. Now, the between the Xbox One and the PS5, I don't know. I know the physical specs are a little different, and I'm not here. I, I wouldn't want to get into like a conversation about what's better, what's worse. The Xbox One version was notorious for being just god-awful for screen tearing. It never made it to 60 frames. The PS5 version was able to lock 60 frames, but only when you weren't like in the middle of like something chaotic, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so the PS4 version could lock you at 60, and it wouldn't fuck with your frame rate or whatever uh if the resolution because it brought the resolution down slightly and honestly i looked at di like differences there's a really good youtube channel i don't remember it off the top of my head that compared all the different versions like side by side i could not tell a significant resolution difference between the ps4 version on performance and the ps5 version on performance if i'm going to be perfectly honest so huh. I was like, well, well, screw it. Then I'm going to get the PS4 version. And then when they fix the optimization factor on PS5, I'll go back and play it if I feel like it. So cut to, I think it was back in like maybe October or something. Christian and I actually, uh, the other guy, one of the other guys on our podcast, I was, I was talking to him and he was finishing up his platinum and I had just gotten my first platinum on PS4 or from the PS4 version, I said, well, forget it. Even if it's like not done patching, I'm going to go ahead and download the PS5 version now anyway, and I'll play with him, and then I can get all the trophies all over again. <laughs> and great. I did, and it was fantastic. <laughs> so you want to hear my experience with uh, Elden Ring? Absolutely. So Elden Ring was my first uh, journey into the sort of uh, that style of gaming. Sure. You know, I've never played any of the Souls games or anything like that. Can I tell you, you should go back and play Bloodborne now that you've had the opportunity, though. I've, I've, I've been seeing uh, the guy on one of your, one of the guys on your Discord mentioning uh, going through a little playthrough of Bloodborne. Oh, Gabriel, I'm a little yeah. Interested. <laughs> so, but anyway, so I get through the, you know, I'm start playing. I'm like, okay, this is sort of cool. You know, your dark little dungeon. You're sort of going through. You're fighting some bad guys, and it wasn't too hard. I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is quite enjoyable. Then you know you go up that little little elevator and you open the door to this big beautiful world, just mm -hmm. beautiful. And then I take a few steps out and there's this giant dude on a horse. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Wonder like, is he yes. a bad guy? Is he a good guy? What's gonna happen? So I sort of walk up to him and next thing I know, I'm running for my life. Right, because the tree sentinel. So the, I believe what you're talking about is the tree sentinel that's right there in front of you as soon as you leave. Yes. Uh, for um god what's the starting area called i completely forget now i don't I think remember. about it is it like <laughs> limgrave i think it's limgrave it might but no when you when you first walk out and you're in limgrave or whatever and then there's this giant golden knight on a golden horse yep. he's very he's very tantalizing he, oh, yeah. he taunts the player he wants you to fight him he's a little difficult if you don't know his move set but you could 
kill him if you were committed enough. <laughs> so I ran for my life and I just, just to get away because I was like, well, my God, I want to die so early. Like I've only been like playing for like two minutes. So I run and mm-hmm. I run and I run and I'm finally like, okay, I think he's gone. And next thing I know, I'm getting attacked by a giant. Oh boy, that classic problem. <laughs> so then I'm running again, and where else do I wind up but next to that guy, the the golden horse guy again? And I'm just like, okay, okay, this is how this goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It do be like that in the Souls I, game. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I'm just, I'm not good to that type of game, and I do not have the patience. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Elden Ring is a fantastic leap forward in what From Software can provide. Because before this, my favorite was always Bloodborne. I'm still I'm on the fence because while I think Elden Ring was a great installment for the From Software formula, you know, the map was a lot more open. There were a lot of like enemies you can either skip or you didn't have to fight everything. Collectibles seemed to be a lot more tactile, and the level design was always fire. But something about Bloodborne, because Bloodborne's a lot more on rails. Those other, like, Dark Soulsian games, they're a lot tighter, and the levels are designed to be a little bit more claustrophobic, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. But it's it's on purpose, you know? It's it's not it's not a game where you're, the goal is to have this, like, giant, expansive world. It's supposed to be like, okay, well, you'll have a bunch of, like, cliffs where you can look out and see all of these, like, really cool set pieces where if, if in my personal opinion it allows game developers to create really intricate and interesting backdrops and set pieces since they know they don't have to worry about whether or not every single bit of the terrain is nearly interactable for the player right yeah yeah i find that a lot of game development for the most part tends to have better map design when the maps are a bit tighter. So I still really respect Bloodborne and Dark Souls for that, but Elden Ring, I mean, it's not like it fell short on any of those metrics or promises. It was still this beautiful, expansive world. I had a great time playing it. It wasn't my personal game of the year, and I say that after having played it for like literally 230 hours. <laughs> I would still say God of War was my game of the year, but that's just me personally. Oh, you know, I- <laughs> I I even played God of War and I would say God of War is game of year, but that's that's beyond <laughs> the fact. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We so got we, derailed a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, we did. So uh, we we started about. I mean, gaming's a hobby. What other hobbies do you have? Let's you know, jump into some hobbies. Man, I'm just like, I am so basic. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna say I'm so, gonna say my so white mocha coffee Starbucks. D- no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I ain't that basic. All right, that's, okay, okay. that's a different kind of basic. All right, I make, I brew my own coffee in my own drip maker. Oh, thank fancy. you very much. <laughs> I'm only, I'm only that basic when pumpkin spice comes out. So it's okay. Oh boy, I do like a pumpkin spice latte sometimes. Not, not like. I don't think I've actually been to Starbucks at all this past fall. Now that I think about it, but like a year ago, yeah, I went there like once or twice, give or take. Uh, that, that are Einstein bagels because I don't, I do like me an Einstein bagel once in a while. But uh, but yeah, I think I mean my only other hobbies are beyond the cast. Shoot, man! Like I play games, I go to a gym, and that's like it. <laughs> hey, I mean, you got your priorities straight. I, I, you know, I think everyone, you know, puts a lot of pressure on themselves to try to, you know, find happiness or like, you know, they need to be very interesting people. 
I, I don't really feel like putting that kind of pressure on me in the day to day. If I'm going to be honest, if I, I'm just going to do things that make me happy and that's all there is to it. That's what I don't counts, know about you. Man. Like what are, what are your kind of hobbies beyond gaming and whatnot? Everything. everything. <laughs> Literally. Everything I have so many, I, I am ADHD with hobbies. It is obnoxious. What a great stressful problem to have. I'm just it, kidding. It is. It is. <laughs> like I'm a big gamer. I've always have been. Hell yeah. And I finally have sort of adapted into tabletop games. Yep, yep. The board games, stuff like that. And then within tabletop, I started taking interest in like 3D printing and making my own models Ooh, for like gaming. Ooh, he jumped and, in on the 3D printing game. Yeah. And What's from, your, what kind of 3D printer do you have, if you don't mind? I have an Ender V3. Ender V3. Hang on, do you mind if I Google that really no, quick? No, go ahead. But then I started getting into painting them, which I'm colorblind and I'm not good at art. So that sort of took a bad turn. I have all the equipment for it, but. Classic. Luckily, my wife is really good with arts and crafts. So I have a fallback plan for that. <laughs> nice, nice. Picked okay, up yeah, rollerblading. No, you, got a, you got a nice little. You like to rollerblade? Man, well, I'm okay. talking to a champion over thing. here. I've never roller skated or rollerbladed in my life until like a month ago. Did you find if you were good at it or not? I'm curious. Okay, so we did some roller skating. We were hanging out with my sister, and they wanted sure. to do some roller skating because they do it. My sister and her husband, they, they roller skate. So we're like, sure, we'll go and we'll join. And so we roller skated at this little derby place, and it was cool. And it was like, all right. So then like my wife's like, I used to love rollerblading. I mean, well, let's rollerblade. I've never mm -hmm. rollerbladed in my life. <laughs> it was fun. But yes. gosh, I do not have the muscles for it right now. It is like, <laughs> I don't have the technique. I don't have the skill. Well, it was can I, fun, can I ask you? Uh, can I ask you a question? Did you fall? I did not fall. Well, see, now that's that's half the battle. You know, Which... I went uh, rollerblading, uh, I won't say recently. Uh, there, there was a girl I was dating uh, a few months back where we went on a uh, rollerblading date. It was a great time, but I knew. So it was her idea, and I forewarned her. I'm like, hey, uh, I am bad at roller skating. I may fall and I may <laughs> fall a lot. And she was like, yeah, that's not a problem. In fact, if anything, I'm going to, I'm just going to laugh and have a great time. And I'm like, you know, say less. So we did it. Uh, and yes, I, I fell a couple of times. I'm one of those, I'm one of those stupid boomers that has to roll around and like hug the, 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 the wall. Most of the time I can't risk going in the center where all the kids are like bobbing and weaving. I'm, I'm worried that I'm going to hit somebody. It's, it's pretty depressing. If that I'm was, that was me when we roller skated. Now, when we were rollerblading, we were outside, so I had no safety. Ooh, you hate but to see it. <laughs> I mean, I almost face, uh, I almost face planted a few times, but I was able to catch my balance last minute. Which, you know, I used to do a lot of bike riding. I've done. I mean, I need to get back into it. I used to do. Yeah. I did sixty k charity rides. I just do I, it for know, fun. I feel like if I picked up bike riding, I would love that. I power to you, but something about. Uh, long bike rides and mountain biking is a lot of fun but it is an expensive hobby man it can be yes thankfully i had a friend who helped me out because he he's sort of like me where he bounces hobby to hobby but he picks expensive hobbies right like like <laughs> classic super expensive hobbies sure and like he doesn't go just like okay i'm gonna start this so i'm gonna get some like basic equipment he goes all out high quality best you can get equipment and i'm just like man like, I've got a couple of friends that like to go mountain biking a lot, and we have some decent trails where we're at, but I've been on one mountain biking excursion where I borrowed my friend's girlfriend's bike, 
and all of my friends, I kid you not, have bikes that are 2K plus. And I'm just like, bruh, I am not trying to drop literally two grand on a good mountain bike. <laughs> yeah, no, it can get very, very expensive. But I although mean, I, I guess like fun. over the life of the item, it's probably fine, and it's a free, it's free to get to the trails not normally or whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I, uh, I really respect people who can bike. I would like to pick up more biking. But mostly because uh, I need some cardio replacement because I've dropped running and I'm starting to feel the lasting effects of not having any real cardio introduced into my daily, you know, fitness routine. <laughs> yeah, I need to get more cardio. So I'm one of those chubby dudes who's fit, if that makes sure. sense. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're somebody who can, who can like, hey, at the end of the day, mass moves mass. So are you like a lifter yeah. out of curiosity? I used to be. Hell yeah. Yeah, see, I, got, that's I, I was born with like that football shoulder, the football shoulders, you know? You know, I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Are you somebody whose uh, shoulder frame is wider than like literally anything else on yeah. your body? Yeah. So yeah. you have like an unreasonably, yeah, I'm in the same boat. My, yeah. my shoulders are aggressively wide and it makes no sense considering the normal body type that I have. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've always, but I've always been a chubby guy and then, uh. At one point, I just started working out for like two, three years, and it was like my—I I made it my life. That was the problem. Hell yeah, I made it my life. I would wake up, run to the gym, work out, run home, yep. go to work, go back and run to the gym, and then run home. Oh, so you went to the gym twice a day? Yes. Wow, that is a lot. Yeah, no, I think my my worst—or not worst, but my most aggressive uh, athletic kick was I also ran to the gym. But I only ever did it when I got back from work. So I would like, you know, wake up, have coffee, go to work, come back, run to the gym, do my thing, run back, and then day in and day out, pretty much like anywhere between five to seven days a week. That would be my like regular routine. I did that for like a year once upon a time. But man, yeah, I did it for about two years. But see, I wasn't doing like heavy workouts. I was doing light workouts both times. Not to wear sure. myself out, but I just I just went to the gym twice a day. And then I met my wife and she reintroduced yeah. me to food well <laughs> we all have that problem don't we and every now once in a while uh, now i'm i mean my job i do uh lawn care i do chemical applications you know fertilizing stuff like that oh yeah i end up walking about 20 miles a day man dude that good for you you know i uh, i eat so much so <laughs> i used to work so i i have a, a degree in uh, mechanical engineering and i used to work uh, this, is, this is one of our bullets, and we kind of like jumped around, but it don't matter. I used to work in a field uh, called industrial controls, where we essentially worked with a bunch of machinery to help put manufacturing together. Uh, anywhere okay. from food to subcomponents to vehicles to the vehicles themselves. And at one point, I worked in uh, a big car manufacturing facility. Uh, I don't know if I can say it for risk of like... I don't know if I'm allowed to. Yeah, I'll say it. I used, I worked at a, a, a <laughs> in the states, and uh, I, I won't say what cars they make. Maybe that's proprietary. Yeah, but while we were there, or while I was there, man, I used to get so much walking in. Like I had, I could break like 10k a day because there was no chairs in in a in a position like that. You're walking around these plants with all these robots, and people are you know putting you know parts and metal into these fixtures and whatnot and things are moving all over the place they don't there's nowhere to sit and anytime you need to go up to one of the computers to look at the logic uh that was my primary uh profession was to do a bunch of like code manipulation and uh as an industrial controls guy uh also, i was smart I, I, work well yeah you know 
but for any of my PLC controls guys out there, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is a Band-Aid until it gets fixed for real and probably not by you. <laughs> hey, you know, as long as it works, right? Hey, you know, you'd be surprised. I have so many just crazy stories from different places that I worked in where, you know, you'd be surprised at just the sheer... I don't want to call everyone dumb, but especially in my last line of work, I think in every career field, it's you're going to meet people that just either aren't up to the task or they, they don't care. And it just is what it is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know quite a few of those people. I believe it. But uh, but in that line of work, you know, I would always have somewhere to if we ever needed to go to like a machine or a cell, it would be like a mile away. You'd have to walk a mile. Sometimes you could drive there, but I kind of went out of my way to walk because it was good for me or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes it's fun. Yeah, but nowadays I work in a different field entirely, which I will reserve because I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that. But I do still work in the automotive sector to an extent. But now I work in car product development. Uh, now, hmm. now I'm an engineer doing software for, for cars of various things. Well, that sounds awesome. I just walk yards and spray stuff that will probably kill me at some point. Oh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, it's probably uh, annoying and you probably have to compare, like, all of these different chemicals to the different grass that you have to deal with or whatever day in and day oh, out. Oh, no, it, it's I, a nightmare. It's, it's it, it has its night, you know, stuff. <laughs> it, it's situations learned, that make you just... I learned so much when I became a homeowner about stupid little things like grass and how many different breeds of grass there are i could not believe it there was like at home depot alone where everyone gets everything you can order i think like 25 different like breeds of grass seed and i'm like what the hell why can't i just get the damn grass <laughs> yeah and uh, they all have their special needs that work for special things and it's Eight. Yep, it is. And I'm like, what the hell is going on, man? <laughs> People just, you know, it's, I've, I've been in this industry for about, this is my seventh year. And yeah, there is a lot more to it. You know, it's one of the things like new customers, they're just like, oh, so you guys are going to come by and spray the weeds and you're done for the year? Like, no, we come back like six times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why do you need to come back six times? We're fighting mother nature. <laughs> because Mother Nature's a bitch, and it I mean, wants your grass to be fucked. <laughs> don't get me wrong. You can stare at a dandelion, and it'll die, but it's going to come back in like a week with four friends. So, <laughs> at, th at that point, you just need to tell the customer, listen, if you don't want us to come back, do it your fucking self. <laughs> I, I, I have. Yeah. <laughs> it there's gets just to some customers, man, and it's just like, there's no... You know, customers, <laughs> sometimes there's just no arguing with them, and you just got to tell them flat out. You know, it's the way of the world sometimes. People are stuck up, and they're a little, uh, they're a little pretentious. They think they deserve everything until you, you know, you get down to the bare bones matter of the matter, and then you realize, well, this is the situation. You either want me to help you, or you don't. Yep. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thanks for checking out Talking Dirty. I hope you enjoyed, and uh, you know, be ready. New episodes drop every month. It may be one. It may be multiple. It just depends on uh, how much recording I do throughout the, the month and how much editing I get done. Quick shout-out to Phantom Sage and their song, Hollow. Descriptions and ways to check out that song and interact with that artist are included in the description. Uh, using their music for my intro and outro for here for now, so make sure you give them a like and listen. Until next time, friends, stay interested. Burning down the walls, we let the monsters 
listening And now we're running down the halls No, we can't let them win There's an evil inside That is lurking way down below And if I can't hold to my breath Then I'm bound to become hollow Can you say that I've disappeared Can you say that I wasn't there for you When you went into hiding On the front steps of your porch And I reflected on Can you tell me when you want to be in time? There's a million different places and a million different heights I'll climb the tallest of the mountains, the highest place I find So that I can look over and before me what is mine Can you say that I've disappeared? Can you say that I wasn't there for you when you went into hiding on the front steps of your porch Then I reflected on the memories But I put out that torch hey! That's what I'm looking for